Pokémon. I have my volume literally all the way up. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so. Let's do this. Yeah, everyone. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Anyways. How's your sex life? We are your lovely, slutty, freaky, spooky go- ghost hosts. I'm a ghost. We're, <laughs> We're ghosts, ghosts now. Uh, I'm Chad. We're that drunk already. I'm Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to our motherfucking podcast. Welcome. Uh, today, Toulouse is sitting right next to us. Simone is trying to figure out a way to jump on top of our blanket fort. So we'll see how long we last. We'll see we how last. long until we just all freak out and have to, you know, end this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so today we want to start out with some shout outs. Shout out. DJ Khaled. So all these are Instagram shout outs. So I'm just reading off their Instagram usernames. So nice. if you want to go check them out, follow them, you do you. The first one is jolly underscore girl underscore destiny dot X. Nice. We are the first, the first podcast she's ever actually liked. Yes. She gave us a shout out on her story. She liked all of our pictures, commented, sent me a message, liked both of our Instagrams. Cute. Um, she is fucking amazing. The next one is the Liz Izzy. Um, she gets a shout out because she messaged me a couple days ago and was like, hey, did you guys get the name of your podcast from The Room by Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> like, yes. And I was like, do you want to be best friends? <laughs> and then the next a uh, shout out is for Beth Donahue or Beth Donahue. I'm not really sure how you say her last name. No idea. She liked us. She found us, liked us. She was a 69th like on a picture and she said, I'm the 69th bitches. That's awesome. And then she also sent us a ghost story of hers. Fuck yes. So we're going to be sharing her story in our bonus listeners Fuck episode. Fuck yes. Then another shout out is for Shamrock underscore 44. Another shout out is for Kitty Says Meow with 13 W's. And the last shout out is for Dilly underscore Bean underscore 92. Dilly Bean. Dilly Bean, motherfucker. (laughs) So all this. That sounds like a 90s nickname it does hey jelly bean (laughs) they're like hey maybe because of beans from uh frank or from whatever that was called oh with frankie Muniz. uh no no you're you're thinking of beans from uh even stevens yeah even stevens Muniz, isn't it oh that's shia labeouf LaBeouf. wow i'm like frankie Muniz was uh malcolm in the middle malcolm in the middle there we go do you know he has no memory of recording it because he was so like i I read about that didn't he have a stroke I don't. I drugs. don't know what it is. I think he might have. I don't a think it's. Dr- it's not drugs. I think he, he like, had a has stroke a condition, and he yeah. like lost all of his yeah. like long term memories. Or, oh, that's so sad. And his wife. It's kind of like Fifty First Dates. Cause I read his wife oh. has to like write a diary of each day so he can read it when he wakes up. Oh, that's so and sad. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so, anyways, those are the shout outs. I'm really sad now. <laughs> that's actually really sad. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, this is the most horrible news I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> One tear falls. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about. Um, we have some announcements. Our website is live. Woot. It is ahyslpodcast.com. Nice. You can check it out. It's a work in progress for sure. It's a good start, though. Um, you can contact us directly through our website. So if you have oh. scary stories, 
ghost stories, sex Like they can stories. post onto the website? They just share it with us and go straight to our oh, email. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, so that's a really easy way to contact us. Instead of trying to remember what the fuck our email is, just go to our website. And oh, just okay. Yeah. There. Or you can slide into our Instagram DMs, whatever is easiest. Uh, so also, we like I said, we're going to have a listener's episode in December. Yes. So if you want to share a story, do so now. The sooner the better so we can start getting them. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking. So I just have some like five quick faggot facts, okay? Um I'll probably go back and forth between doing a really intense like a really intense faggot fact that's like actually has some merit to it and then I'll do like shallow fun ones like this. So, fact 1. In 1987, Delta Airlines apologized <gasps> for arguing in plane crash litigations that it should pay less in compensation for the life of a gay passenger oh. uh, than for a heterosexual one because they may have AIDS. <gasps> Isn't that so, I mean, that they apologized for it, but, like, in 1978, they were, like, or I guess before then, they would argue for, like, you know, liability issues or insurance payments. They'd be, like, we should pay less for gay people because they have AIDS. Oh, my God. <laughs> they look at a so, gay person and they're, like, So, fuck you, Delta Airlines. <laughs> God damn it. I don't even know the last time I flew Delta. Yeah, fuck Delta. I always go United. Yeah. I always go JetBlue. Yeah, JetBlue. But for international, yeah. I try to do United or overseas. Yeah, yeah United's good. United's good. Um, Continental is better, but it's fine. Uh, fact two. Approximately fact one two. million children in the U.S. are, gay. are being raised by same-sex couples. Oh! Isn't that cute? That's so cute. That's so cute. That makes you want to cry. So I guess there's, what, 300, a little bit over 300 million people. So, yeah, a million of the children are... That's so cool. Yeah, that's cute. Fact three. Fact three. Canadian researchers have documented what they call to be the big brother effect. I've, I've mentioned this before numerous times in our in our fam- friendship family. So, the, oh, so yeah. it's the big brother effect, which uh, postulates that a male... With older brothers is three times more likely to be gay than a boy with no older brothers. So, so you hear that? Yeah. So they argue that this is a result, or this may be a result of the complex association among hormones, antigens, and the mother's immune system when the baby is in the womb. So you get mm-hmm. there's like different hormone baths that happen for your development, and antigens that come out of the mother, like dealing with the fact, especially the fact that there is a male in the body. Yeah. Sometimes that has a that has a bit of a problem, and that'll make like the mother throw up. Hmm. But yeah, they oh. think that's a big reason is because the male's already been in there, so the body's like, I got this, this this fucking thing, I know what it is. So they're like, maybe it messes with the hormones during the hormone baths or whatever, and it makes the guy gay. That's interesting. Okay, going back to what you said, how when a, a girl's pregnant with a male, male? yeah, um, and he said it makes them the girl more sick. Is that like a real or, thing? Or no, sorry, so sorry, sorry. I I think I say that because my mom. It would always, but I think that is a little bit of because it sounds like a wives' tale to me. Yeah, it's more of a wives' tale, so it has some truth in it, but it's not truth for everybody. You have a girl or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I don't think it's as crazy as that, but I think women tend to tend to get more sick. That makes sense though, because suddenly you're carrying something that's a opposite yeah sex yeah than you. I don't know what's political. Yeah, I don't know if that's like opposite. Oh yeah, sex. Gender. Opposite sex. Not gender. Not gender. So opposite sex. I would say opposite sex. Opposite genital. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, like it's opposite sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That does make sense. But yeah, isn't it interesting? That's cool. Yeah. So I'm bag glad I four. Never have to experience pregnancy. Huh, sounds Ew. like such a drag. Ew. It I mean, sounds like really. It actually sounds like really, really cool. interesting and really cool, but also like what the fu- oh? Did you see that I posted it? So I follow. So guys, semi plug. I follow the Shockwaves uh, podcast. I listen to them every week when they come out. They're awesome. Oh, if you love you horror films, Facebook? yeah. If you love, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you love film. I uh, love horror films. Go listen to them. It's like four people that are involved at different levels in the 
a horror film industry, they're great. They're fucking hilarious, and they are super informed about um, films. Anyways, so one of them is Rebecca McKendry. She is the the only girl on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband co-directed a film that just came out. Oh my god, what's it fucking called? I need I need a two girls one. Oh, cup. it's called All the Creatures Were Stirring, and it's mm-hmm. an anthology that's for Christmas. It's a Christmas horror anthology. Oh, cool! Yeah, we watch it. No, yeah. So when it comes out and it's available, we're going to watch it because I want to support her. Yes. And because guys, fucking listen up, or girls, fucking listen Y'all. up, fuck guys. Um. <laughs> She directed a film while she was six months pregnant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was six months pregnant. I don't even know how that would feel, but I know it wouldn't be fun. Right? <laughs> it would be a no, fucking yeah, pain. She, it was funny to hear her a couple weeks ago. She came back and she was like, damn. <laughs> She's like, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> She's like, but it was awesome. Well, anyway, sorry for that little plug. No, speaking of little plugs and new movies that are coming out, I yeah. saw something interesting. I was wondering if you knew about it. So the producers of the um, Insidious movies and all the good stuff. Uh-huh. Um, they just came out with a movie. I don't know if it's a movie everywhere or just a movie on Netflix. It's called Cam. It's like a horror <gasps> yes, they film were actually, about Cam Yeah, girls. Shockwaves was just talking about it. Okay, yeah. I yeah, I read about it today and how everyone's like losing their fucking minds over it. We should watch it. Yeah, we should watch it. The Shockwaves people were giving like lucrative... Excuse me, I had to I heard sorry. the ending's meh, but... That's exactly what they said. They said it was really good and then like the last third, they're like, what the fuck? Um, so last... Oh no, wait. Fourth pack. Fourth act. The first published piece about homosexuality by an African-American writer is the short story Smoke, Lilies, and Jade by Bruce Nugent. So that's B-R-U-C-E, Bruce, and then Nugent, N-U-G-E-N-T. Nugent. So yeah, Nugent. That's interesting. Uh, Fag five. Fab five, not fag five. Oh, fab five. (laughs) The word lesbian is derived from the Greek island Lesbos, a home of the Greek poetess Sapo. It's S-A-P-P-H-O. So this is really cool. I like went down a rabbit hole and I'm going to do a whole faggot fact about her. Oh, yes. She's cool. So her poetry poetry proclaimed her love for girls and praised the beauty of women. I read some of her poetry. It's really cool. She was like this aristocratic girl that lived on the island of Lesbos. And she was like, I'm fucking gay. And she just like wrote about stuff. There is some speculation right now that it. She wasn't a lesbian, but, like, there's always speculation about everything. Everyone's a little gay. Everyone needs to calm their tits. Everyone's a little gay. So, I mean, maybe she wasn't full-blown lesbian, but she might have been, like, channel lesbian. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. She might have been, like, women are hot. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can appreciate a good tit. Yeah. She's like, I'm hot. Women are hot. (laughs) She looks in the mirror. She's like, all right, titties. (laughs) But, yeah, there's my faggot facts. Sick. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into a spooky scoop. So my spooky scoop is also very short today, unless we do a long Christmas segue like we did. Um, so I, saw, I thought this was really interesting. Um, Arizona, Missouri, and Wyoming still permit execution by gas chamber. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, to end on that really cool poetry note, I'm going to talk about gas chambers for a sec. Uh, I'm like, la, 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 la. We went from highbrow to like lowbrow. Yeah, no, right? I'm like, wow, what a cool lesbian poetry. So anyways, so anyways gas talk chambers. about execution oh via God. gas chamber. Ugh. So... Lethal injections, they are, lethal injections is the preferred method in most states. The last person in the U.S. to face a gas chamber execution was Walter Legrand, not Ariana Grande, Walter Legrande in 1999. Um, the gas chamber Conspiracy was... Conspiracy theory, it was Ariana Grande. It was Ariana Grande's... Prove me wrong. Biological father. Um, <laughs> she's going to like get on Twitter and be like, fuck you guys, you're sued. <laughs> I'll be like, thanks for saying I'm fuck. like, thank you. Next. <laughs> 
Okay, so the gas chamber was as an execution method is pretty risky, it's complicated and costly. That's why the lethal injection quickly replaced it in 1977. Mm-hmm. But it's still technically still technically legal on the books yeah. in Arizona, Missouri, and Wyoming. Damn. Could you imagine they're like, you're gonna die through gas chamber? I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you can choose. Well, at can least most states you can choose. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Have you ever read? I, it's one of my like favorite things in the world to read. There's this Wikipedia article about people's last meals that they choose right before they get executed. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, it's those are, so those are interesting. Cool. The one who the guy who eats the Bible. Yes. He's like, I want to eat a fucking Bible. Right. And then this one person's like, I'll have a double double from McDonald's. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Double double from In and Out. Like, same. Right. We should do like a whole bonus episode just on that. It's so fucking cool. Right. What if you asked for poison? Hmm, loophole. They wouldn't allow that. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They'd be like, fuck you. I think they might allow alcohol though. Like, cause I think someone said, like, I want a glass of red wine. So yeah, I think they it. probably allow a like a, 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 certain a good level of. And you know, it. it probably depends on the stakes. In Utah, well, does Utah have death penalty here? Yeah, you, yeah, you can. They actually allow the firing squad here too. And what? Yeah, so yeah, we won't get on that. I listened to a radio lab about it. They made a good defense for it because they talk about in that episode how mm. fucked up actually lethal injection it is. Because if they mess up, like and, yeah, if they mess up, and then horrific. also there's speculation that. Because there's three different things that go into you. The second one is supposed to paralyze you. So you can't show if something... Or the third one or the second one is supposed to paralyze you. So even if something messes up before that, you can't freak out. because, you, But you can feel it because you're just sitting there like, I feel like I'm on fire. Okay, it, we're here to talk about spooky shit. Yeah, the death penalty makes me like, ah! Like, I just yeah. like yell when I just think about right. it. Because there's so many different like, ah. sides to it that it's, like, impossible yeah. to really have a firm opinion. Because you can have a firm opinion that someone starts talking and you're like, eh. Okay, okay. let's jump oh into God. Corey's well, yeah. Supernatural because we're getting crazy. Ooh, I just got a, ooh, I just got a, a notification from Wayfair. 70% yes. off all bedroom stuff. Fuck yes. In case you guys are interested. Okay, so my... My topic today yes. is about the Lancashire witches. It would all look to most of us in the world like Lancashire. But it's not. But it's Lancashire. Okay, there you go. It's not the fucking uh, Lord of the Rings. People from it's the Lancashire. UK. There you go. So the Lancashire witcher, w- witches, or more specifically, the P- the witches of Pendle Hill. So I'm Ooh. talking about Pendle Hill. And all of y'all that Pendle know about Grandma. it are already like, your tits are hard. So last episode... Or the last, like, main episode. I did it about the Bell Witch. And it ended up really not being a witch, I feel, personally. Right? It was, like, totally a demon. It was demon. just, like, a demon or a spirit or that was just fucking around. I didn't really feel like it was an actual witch. I loved her, though. Bitch slapping people. Yeah, she was fun. And then, and then I started reading Harry Potter again. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, a whole nother 10-minute 10, 10 side note. Mm-hmm. I, like, I literally... I've just been, like... Sorry, I will go on that side note for a second. Because just us talking I didn't now. expect it, but I'm, like, sitting in the coffee... Like, at the coffee pot, and I'm just, like, reading... And I'm sitting there and I just start tearing up for no oh. reason. And I'm like, why am I tearing so up? You know, but I'm, I'm reading Harry Potter 1. I haven't <laughs> read through all of Harry Potter because I only uh-huh. watched Harry Potter for the first time like two years ago. What the fuck? Yeah, but I started reading through Harry Potter about the time when I started watching the movies. Yeah. And I got to the third Harry Potter book and I love Sirius Black so much. So yeah. like every time I'm like, <laughs> Sirius Black, when they yeah. talk about it, I'm like, oh God. I was just tearing up. I just love it. It's so magical and so pretty it's so it's i do want to read the books the movies are way fun i i always enjoy need, books more Chana, the there's so like the first three books there isn't much more i think the biggest thing you miss out on are the like 
social aspects of the classes and the classrooms. Oh, yeah. Especially for the first two books. But then the third book, you miss a little bit more. But then after that, especially the fourth book, the fourth book, there's like half the stuff that's in the fourth book is not in the movie. Is that one? And okay, that's I know... no fault to the movie. Like, they had to do that. But... I know there's a part of the book, because, you know, Kim, she's like literally the biggest Harry Potter nerd next to your sister Oh, my God. I I want... Can we watch Harry Potter with Kim? I think, were you there when Kim showed me part two of the Deathly Hollows? I think I was there and I left. It was at Parker Center because I made a cake with Kim. We made like a delicious cake and then we watched it. And Was I, I gone? It's I, okay. It's I fine. don't know yeah, if you were there fine. or not, but this is when we lived together at Parker Center. Kim is literally next to your sister. Like your sister and Kim are like tied no, to yeah, like, the biggest yeah. Harry Potter nerds in the oh, world. Oh, didn't we establish that once? I when, think we did. I think yeah, we talked to Kim. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Kim, when I was watching the movies, Let's watch it with Kim. she would pause the movie and like give me all the book background yeah, that I didn't yeah. get for certain Because like especially with Lupin, she was like, I'm gonna go into a lot more. No, than the Lupin book does. is like my is is literally one of my top three favorite char- and, Harry Potter characters. And Ross's sister that Harry ends up with, what what's her name? Ginny. Ginny. How like in the Ugh. movies they don't even go into her at in, all. In the movies, she's a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. Kim's like, okay, like you're missing so many important moments of each character. So she would like yeah. pause the movie and be like, now we're gonna talk about Lupin. I personally still do not like the Ginny Harry, nor especially the Harry or the Ron Hermione. Fuck that. Yeah. But but and she, even J.K. Rowling came back and said, I apologize for that. Yeah. But in the book, the Harry-Ginny relationship makes a lot more sense. And Ginny's a lot more badass in the book. That's what Kim said. Because in the movie, it's super fucking rich. Because out of nowhere, Harry starts liking Ginny. And you're like, what? Yeah. Because like, you know, you like, oh, I'm missing something yeah. huge. And so that's what Kim said. So it was super fun watching Harry Potter with her because I actually felt like I was getting a lot of. Yeah. If I was like, things. if I was J.K. and I saw how Ginny was portrayed, I'd be like, why did you make her just. A Shitty. whiny girl. Because she's just whiny. Like, That's... why did you make her a stereotype, like, not a stereotypical girl, but, like, a wrongfully stereotypical girl in yeah. movies? Like, why like, did uh-huh. you make, yeah, why yeah. did you make her that? Like, she's way more badass in the books. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I want to start reading through Harry Potter. Because I read the first two books, and I got, a, like, halfway through the third. But I know there's a book, I don't remember which one it is, but Harry is just, like, super whiny through the whole oh, thing. Oh, the fifth book, goddamn. Okay, <laughs> because my cousin Katie, she The was... first half of that book, Harry, you, you just read Harry's thoughts of whining. Oh, okay, <laughs> because... Because my cousin Katie, she literally, like, she was, like, crazy about Harry Potter, and she was, like, reading the fifth book, and I was like, okay, Katie, how's the fifth book? And she said... I'm not reading Harry Potter anymore yeah, because it's so fucking, annoying. No, I'm serious. And I was I'm, like, damn. Like, I'm exaggerating the first half, but it's easily, I mean, that book's 800 pages. It's huge, yeah. In uh, probably more. Um, and easily the first 200, 250 pages. You just listen to Harry be like, why am I not that? Why did uh, they get be prefix? Why am I not a prefix? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, shut the fuck up. Because every person I Sirius talk to. is dead. Uh, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Because every person I talk to about Harry Potter, they're always like, oh, the fifth book. Just like skip it. And I'm like, okay, no, I'll it, just no, watch the movie. No, the fifth book, it, like once they get to Hogwarts, I mean, there's still some shittiness at yeah. Hogwarts for a while until the characters make up, until Ron Hermione make up with Harry or Harry, oh, yeah, Harry gets over his or they didn't send me letters during summer or something yeah, like that yeah yeah. Okay, yeah and he doesn't know why and then he's told why and he's like but still he's like, and you're like shut the fuck <laughs> up you fucking 15 year old bitch Harry is pretty annoying though but every <laughs> 16 year old bitch I feel like a lot of main characters have to go through a super annoying no you have to stuff. and it it, it, like, it makes sense but it's just like I don't know you could have cut out easily 20% of the whining yeah. and we would have gotten it you know yeah and it's just so fun to have them all together and they're not like literally for half their time at hogwarts ron and him 
are just mad at not talking. Which is interesting because it's so like, different the from the other fuck? one. But, but then you get that cool backstory about Dumbledore and about the Horcruxes. Oh, no, that's mm. six. Um, but yeah, you just get really cool stuff about the Order of the Phoenix and you get really cool stuff um, about or like that whole end part where they go with Neville and Luna mm. and they go I love and Luna they go so run, much. Luna's fucking awesome. I would be Luna if I was a Harry Potter character. Oh, I know yeah, yeah. 100% so I would be yeah, Luna cuz yeah. she's like animals. Oh. Yeah, she's like weird ass shit. She would be like totally <laughs> vegan. I'd be like yeah, bitch. Yeah, she probably is totally vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally um, be Luna. But she but yeah, like that whole ending where they go get the prophecy and they're fighting. Okay, yeah. That is so badass to read. I was like on the edge of my seat reading. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But it's so I love much books cooler like that too. When you're just it's like so cool. The last half of that book is it makes up for the windiness of Harry. Wow, we just talked for like ten minutes about Harry Potter, <laughs> and I haven't even read the fucking. It's book. fine. It's fine. I might even leave it in because Harry Potter is awesome. So I got really into the UK, into England, and I just wanted to go back there, and I wanted to give y'all witches because I gave y'all witches. So I am giving you this: the witches of Pendle Hill, the Lancashire witches, which yes, is basically baby. the Salem witch trials of England. Okay. Okay. So in what happens is that there's twelve people who lived in in this area they were charged of murders of that were charged for the murders of 10 people by witchcraft yes and we'll figure out what happens to them tell me okay so events leading up to the trial near pendle hill in this area there lived two fam- families the montagues so, and the capulets <laughs> so you have the device family and the chaddix family Ooh. okay the devis family was run by the, by the grandmother uh, named demdike okay so that's what she's known as not knows what she was known as demdike demdike dem D-E-M-D-I-K-E. Demdike. Demdike. It's all one word. Demdikes. Demdikes. <laughs> Demdikes <laughs> Dem okay. over there. Okay, so basically before we go into this, all of this is true. I'm not I'm not kidding. There are pages and pages. There Damn. are multiple books on this. What am I what I'm telling you is factual. Ooh. And what what the characters account in this or the characters, what the real life people account in their confessions during the trials that are going to happen the witch trials Ooh. um is what they believed happen and what they just straight up fucking said okay so this is like true crime and supernatural combo. yes yes so i was a little worried but then i started reading their confessions and it gets a little spooky and it's really just, it's just cool and fucking interesting yes so it's still I'm supernatural so but like but, it, but like but it's, it's more real. this is a more like actual real account of what happened this yeah. is confirmed supernatural yeah it, it just gets fucking crazy so we have the Devis family and the Chaddix family. The Devis family is run by their grandmother, the grandmother of the family, who's nicknamed Dem Dyke, and then her do- her daughter Elizabeth, um, who is the mother of three children, who are Allison, James, and Janet. So those are the main people of the Devis family, okay, or the Dem Dyke family that it is just like slanged as the okay? Dem Dykes, obviously. The Dem Dykes. Okay, so. I'll get to the Chaddix family later, but first, these family, what you need to know is that these families were rivals, and that, because they both got their livelihood from sort of, ga- or not gambling, oh my god, um, <laughs> for just like begging in town or doing odd jobs. Oh, and that's most weird importantly, to be rivals for that. Oh, but, so it's like the, it's like the 1600s. Okay, and, so less weird. Yeah, yeah, so it's 1612 when this all goes on. You have these two families, and they're rivals because they're trying, they're both beggar families, both families that go around and do odd jobs, and most importantly... Both of the grandmothers of these families, they are very matriarchal. Okay. And so you have the the Demdike, who is the mother well. of the Devis family, and then of the Chaddix family, they just called her Chaddix. Both of them were known witches, and they weren't there. And so they aren't really known as witches when they're good. They're known as uh, having the cunning. So they're they're known as they're known as cunning women. 
the cunnings from something i remember i forget what it what is that just came out it's from sabrina yes it is from sabrina there we go yes because the, the grandma which like, just reminds me of the shining but it's fine because she's like we have the cunning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. this is then taken from actual witchcraft like in that's fucking cool. in you know original bomb ass england so you have they they were known as cunning women, and this is actually Sick. said in like a BBC documentary. So what oh, I'm shit. y'all, what I'm saying, it's real. I got from a BBC documentary and like factual books. Like I'm not making this shit. Not up. Wikipedia, y'all. Yeah, like the accounts of these people is pro- is maybe possibly made up, but they believed in it because they literally said they did it to a judge, knowing that they would die. Damn. I will get to this. Okay, sorry. Both of them were known as cunning women. So people would come to them for potions. They would come for them for divination to find something they lost, stuff like that. And they would pay them money for it. Okay. They're like, here's 10 bucks. Buy me my fucking dildo. Right, right. So let's, let's like get into the story now. So events leading up to these trials that are going to happen are one, one morning, uh, one of the, the daughters of Demdike or the granddaughter of Demdike, her name is Allison. She is walking down the street and she runs into a peddler. <clears throat> guy that's uh sorry runs into a peddler guy that's just walking past her okay. and she's used to begging and asking for stuff so she goes hey can you give me some pins and pins at this time because they're metal pins they are they're actually worth quite amount a good amount like at least a fair amount okay. and then on the side they're widely known for being used for love potion spells Ooh, and divination cool. spells yeah oh, so Toulouse i'm sure this guy wants a love spell from oh, you right cute. now Corey. Okay. oh come here booty he's like let me sit on your lap let me sit on your lap and okay, come here. Oh, he's so scared too because he's so fat. He's oh. twenty pounds. You can step on my foot. Step on his hand. On He'll help you. Oh, he just he just nuzzled. He was like, oh. help me. <laughs> oh, booty. He's like, you're talking about love spells, and oh, I'm a little. Are you okay? Boots. I like literally shoved my hand up his butt <laughs> to grab him. I'm sorry. He's bro. like, I'm gay now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. And just like that, so this is a flaming. Just like homo. that. We have another homosexual in the family. That's how it works, right? You stick something up someone's butt and they're you gay. Touch, you touch another guy's butt or another girl's butt and you're the same sex. They're like, oh my God, they're am immediately I gay? gay? Immediately. <laughs> so, um, so Allison, she asks a beggar for some pins. And okay. the beggar's like, no, you're getting that for witchcraft and I don't do deal with that shit. How interesting that he just knows So, that. Well, they, they speculate that yeah. that is a pretty wide known thing, especially in, the, in that area. Still, it's so interesting. They're like... Can I have a quarter? I'm like, you fucking witch. <laughs> no, yeah. They, yeah. At the same time, they're like, it could easily been like, no, I don't want to give you something. You yeah. fucking beggar. Like, screw you. So she goes, well, I'm going to curse you then. And he keeps walking off like, fuck you. I don't care. Oh, my God. And he, he collapses. <gasps> this is real life. No joke. Like, I'm not making this up. This literally happens. She turns around and, and looks at his back and curses him. And he collapses. Oh, my God. Literally collapses. Later that night, she's just, like, crying hysterically while she is in town at the hospital. And they're around her. And then she confesses. She's like, all right, I cursed him. I called up on Satan, and I cursed him. And then he fell down. And this is what happened. He didn't end up dying. Um, because in, in modern day medicine, we can identify that he suffered from a stroke, but that's still really crazy because like she cursed him. Imagine cursing somebody even nowadays. And it actually just being, works. And, and they like immediately drop from a stroke. Yeah. See, and, this and then, makes me just want to get into witchcraft. Right. But then, <laughs> and then on top of that whole thing, or I'm probably yelling. Sorry, guys. I'm just getting really into this. Because this is fun. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm yelling. I'm also yelling. Fuck. I need to stand back from this. Okay. So... On top of that, just like even if we know what a sh- they didn't know what a stroke was, How so she just watches this man just collapse. Like half his face goes down, his tongue turns. Yeah, no, yeah, and they actually they have accounts of that, and so in the BBC documentary they have a doctor, and, and he's like, oh, that's that. like that's like you know Which cookie cut? cutter 
oh sorry he's like that's cookie cutter stroke like this man had a stroke yeah so when he does that um or when she confesses of that uh the son of that peddler man goes to then one of the magistrates of the area and uh something Knoll, i forget his last name is uh, roger Knoll. so he goes to him and he's like hey there's these fucking like somebody this little girl mm-hmm. cursed my dad and i want like revenge like you need to deal with this like they're doing witchcraft damn so quick little backstory to what's going on in england at this time so the century before this is 1612 so in the century before in the 1500s the um multiple kings and magistrates took over we have like elizabeth queen elizabeth and uh james the first etc they take over and england switches from a catholic country to a protestant country okay so in these areas in these country areas people stuck to catholicism and the protestants Mm. are like fuck that you need to come to church and it was illegal to even uh, congregate as catholics or it was also illegal to not go to church and be a protestant Ugh, sounds like fucking utah so these magistrates were then uh, sent around and they were trying to identify these these people okay. and sort of rally them up and either put them in jail or just harass them and make them become protestants i don't know the exact details of that anyways this guy is super uh, super zealous roger knoll so when he hears this he's like fuck yeah let's get into this like i'm gonna make these people pay mm-hmm. because one these people in the lancashire area are known as being more catholic and then two witchcraft fuck. like we all know fuck witchcraft yeah, at that right. time yeah at that time now it's cool. <laughs> now witchcraft is trendy. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen American Horror Story. Right. So, Noel goes to investigate this, uh, the report on Allison, and then looks into her mother, Elizabeth, and then into the grandmother, who we've talked about, who's Demdike. So, Demdike. what happens... Dem, Demdike. Demdike. So, what happens is he gets these people together, and or he calls them to a hearing, basically, and this is so like baller. He calls like the entire family. So we have the grandmother, then we have Elizabeth the mother. Okay, the, and then the girl at the husband. Allison? The husband has died earlier, and okay. I will get into that. So she's a whiz- a widowed uh, mother, Elizabeth. Sick. And then Elizabeth has three children. It doesn't matter about their names. I'll just tell you when they come up, and I'll tell okay. you that they're they're and Elizabeth's who, daughter. And what is the girl's name that just cursed the guy? That's Elizabeth. Allison. Okay, she's that's one of the children. Allison. She's one of the three children okay, so of Elizabeth. It goes Allison, or Elizabeth, and Demdike. Or yeah, Demdike at the top at the yes, grandmother. She's grandma. Then Elizabeth, the mother, okay. and then we have the three children. And one, one of, of those is Allison, Allison, who just yeah. cursed. Yeah. So when they hear about that, the magistrate Roger Knoll, so Knoll, yeah. he like is like, okay, summoning them. He summons them to a hearing, okay. and in the hearing, Allison confessed that she had summoned the devil in the hearing. And then the brother James is like, he's like, I didn't do anything and says, also, my sister has done this, 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 and this, just some random shit. And then, (laughs) and then Elizabeth is like, I haven't done anything, but I've seen my grand, my mother, the grandmother, Demdike, do things. And she is known as a local witch. And then Demdike, they look at Demdike, Demdike's like, yeah, I fucking sold my soul to Satan 20 years ago. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Like, literally, she's just like, literally... (laughs) Like, literally, she's in front of a judge that she knows. Like, King James, at the time, who's the king? Is it King James? I'm pretty sure it's King James. King James issued a statement that, like, if you're witchcraft, you fucking are dying. Like, there is a death penalty. Really? So she knows this. And she's so she's like, like, yeah. she's like, yeah, I fucking did it. I fucking sold my soul to the devil 20 okay, years ago. I think she might be my grandma. <laughs> she's, like, this is real, too. This like, is cool. She And, it, like, there are actual, there's word-for-word accounts Okay, of what I was just about to ask, said. like, back then, did they have written accounts of what happened during these sessions? Yep. Uh-huh. Sick. Yep. That's fucking cool. 
she literally she's like yeah i sold my soul to the devil 20 years ago this black dog this half black half brown dog came up to me and was like hey do you want to like give yourself to me and i will give you powers and you can get revenge on anybody you want and she was like yeah so i let it suck the blood you know what? In my, on my inner thigh <gasps> and it, it like licked her out it like fucking just yeah, made right? it kind and of then, like and then like, that's I'm, when elizabeth the I'm mother or the, the widowed mother is like yeah i've seen i've seen that there's that mark on her body so Elizabeth's the, the only mark, smart one not, being, or at least, I mean, not smart, but she's the only one that's being like, yeah, I haven't done witchcraft. And then her daughter and her grandmother and her mother are like, yeah, we're fucking witches. She's like, fuck. <laughs> she's like, okay, fine, I'm a witch. <laughs> yeah, right, fuck. So, that ass for Dem Dykes. This is just such a fun, it's just a fun story. So it is known around the area, as I've stated, that the other family, the Chaddix family, um, that is, are witches, and that the Ch- that Chaddix, the grandmother of that family, is a cunning woman. So when Roger gets word of this, Roger Noel gets word of this, he's like, is this true? And asks them. Mm. And they're like, oh yeah, it's fucking true, because they're <laughs> rivals. And we'll get into this rivalry a little, rival a little bit more right now, because there is a, a tale. So what happened to Elizabeth's husband is that he died a, a few years before any of this happened, or like 10 years before any of He's this like, happened. Bye. And it is it is said that he would pay the Chaddix family, or Chaddix, the grandmother, would pay her in eight pounds of oats every year. And the year that he stopped doing it, he died. Whoa. Yeah, and that's real. It is real that he would pay the family eight pounds of oats in the first year that he stopped paying he died coincidence i don't know exactly how right? did he die what was like the i don't know i didn't look into it sorry i mean it's the old time it could he could die the fucking yeah common cold back right, no seriously like he could like you know eat a piece of cow shit accidentally and die or like yeah, it's right. on his hand and he dies like who yeah. fucking knows yeah right it just gets cold and you die yeah right exactly oh bt dubs on that note these two women, what's what's her name? Dead Dykes. De- thank you for <laughs> Dem Dykes and Chaddix, the grandmothers. Yeah. They're eighty plus years old and blind. That's sick. And both this of them. Is, yes, they are both eighty plus sick. years old and blind, and this is sixteen twelve. Like nobody lived past eighty 50. years old plus in sixteen. Oh, and get this. What year is it? Sixteen twelve. Sixteen twelve. And they're over eighty years old. Yeah. No one lives to pass like guess forty. Guess where the Guess where the Demdikes live? Where? They live in a tower of limestone. <laughs> oh. And and the Chaddix family live in soul. live in a cottage near the woods. Okay, yeah. No, they're literally. <laughs> I'm not witches. making this up. This is real like, life. Like, if you didn't, if you weren't convinced witches were real, just listen this, to this episode this right now. <laughs> Okay. Oh my so, god, am I gonna get into witchcraft after after this episode? Right. So I that was so. that was in more of the beginning of sixteen twelve. So like he hears this and gets the confessions and so or Noel hears this and gets the confessions and he's like, Okay, fuck, like we need a ravine later on. Get all these people that you just talked about together and we'll talk about this. So in April they ravine. So you have Demdike, you have Chaddix, you have Chaddix's daughter, and then you have the daughter of Demdike, who is Elizabeth, who's the widow. Yeah. And then you have her children. All of them are there. Including Allison. Who yeah, including the Allison. Which was started all this. Who's the one who was like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, I did it. <laughs> so they all come, and oh, basically, Chaddix does the same. Chaddix is like, yeah, I fucking sold my soul to the devil like 15 years. <laughs> like, she does the same thing. She's like, I'm a fucking witch. She's like, suck duh. It. She's like, suck my pussy. Right? I'm going to fuck. She's like, I'm the fucking supreme. <laughs> no, right? And is like, I'm the supreme. <laughs> fucking real, though. Seriously. So that happens, and... Um, there's some more confessions that I'll get to later because we'll go to the confessions because that's the meat of this story. Oh, I'm so um, excited. Or is it? I don't even know anymore. Who even knows? Right? I'm just in love with so Demdike. Yeah, this is so fun. <laughs> um, and so they are tried. They are legitimately tried 
for Maleficium or Maleficum, uh, which is causing harm by witchcraft. I don't know how exactly to pronounce that, but I think it's Maleficium or Maleficum. Maleficium. I think it's Maleficium. Maleficium. And it's caused harm by witchcraft. That is literally... That's sick. That is legally what they were charged for. That is sick. Yeah, isn't that fucking legit? So... (laughs) What do you think two families of witches do between the two months that they're waiting for a trial? Scissor. They get together and have an order, like a, they have like an a order. Mega witch they have a meeting session. in the ta- in the limestone tower. <laughs> this is real. They get the two families the fam on Good Friday, of course, April tenth of sixteen twelve. God. The two families meet to do uh to go over a few orders of business and James Devis, who we've mentioned before who just ratted out his mother and yeah. is one of the, the children of Elizabeth, he goes and steals a neighbor a neighbor's sheep to use <gasps> as a sacrifice. Oh, okay. This shit is cool. Is this fucking legit? This, this is way more exciting than the Salem Witch like, we Trials. Thought, we thought we were cool. They're cool. Okay, like, everyone always focuses on the Salem Witch Trials. Well, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're pussies. Focus, this the Salem Witch Trials, just, I can't they're say like, that. I wasn't a witch. But here, everyone's like, no, I was. Yell at me for saying pussies in the comments, please. So they go over three points of business. One, to identify the dark spirit that Allison used. Because they don't... <laughs> so they literally meet and they're like, okay, can we identify this dark spirit? Because we don't know who it is. They're like, if Alex, like, it was me. It was me, guys. No, yeah, because all of their... Like, the dar- the dog that I talked about. Yeah. So every... Most of the time it's a dog, but sometimes it's which like... Which interesting because the hell dog, which we've talked about in past yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and actually for Elizabeth, it's a black dog okay. instead of a black and brown dog. It's so interesting to me that... Black dogs represent either Satan or witchcraft. Because yeah, in cool. almost every episode we've mentioned Well, the hell dogs, that. yeah. The hell dogs, yeah. Yeah. But... Why dogs? Why not? Because normally people think black cats equals witchcraft and things Maybe like because they howl at night and that's creepy as fuck. That's true. And it's if just, you, you know, you're sitting in your cottage, like out in the country the in 1612 yeah. and you hear howling. You're yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, oh! I would like, kill myself. What? I would just fucking kill it's myself. It's interesting because nowadays when you think of witchcraft and anything dark and spooky, you think of black cats instead of black dogs. That's true, yeah. So, like, what was that That's flip? adopted the super superstition was way more. Was it truly, like, yeah. media and movies? Like, even with, again, back to Harry Potter, without without the grim yeah. from the third Harry Potter, because uh, Sirius can turn into a black dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, it's uh, uh, Professor Trevani's like, it's the grim. You yeah. Know? A fucking Emma, uh, not Watson. It is Emma Watson. It's not Emma Hermione. Watson, Hermione, but it's Emma Professor Trevani. Emma Thompson. Oh, 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 oh Thompson, oh, yeah. Tom- I can't believe I forgot her last name for five seconds. I'm right. the worst person. I fucking love Emma Are Thompson. Are you even gay? I know. I fucking love Emma Thompson. I, like, she's my favorite person in the world. Okay. Um, so they get together to talk uh, to identify, like, the familiar or dark spirit that Allison used. So they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they're just standing over, like, a killed goat, like a sacrificed yeah. goat, and they're like, so who is it? So, like, Satan, who is it? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, and then second, to curse another person who had pissed off one of the families. <laughs> and that's even more funny when you realize that, like, all their confessions are like, oh, yeah, we killed a cow, and then, like, four men that pissed <laughs> us off. <laughs> so, like, there they're like, hey, you want to team up? Yeah, okay, so who killed the guy? Also, can we kill Devin? I was, no, seriously, <laughs> that's literally what it is. <laughs> Uh, and then third, to figure out what they're going to do about these trials. So in the end, they pray to a, to the dark spirit that appeared in the form of a of a white full full with one black spot on its forehead. What? And this is an actual account from James, who it, who later crazy. on in the confessions rats them out like a little bitch. Fucking James. Uh, so a full. I didn't know what a full was. It is just a generic term for 
a baby horse. Okay. No gender is not implied in the horse or sex is not implied. Just in baby the horse. horse. Yeah. So a baby her- horse that is white that has one black spot on its forehead. Whoa. Isn't that cool? That's that that fucking cool. I want that horse. <laughs> okay. We're going to get back to the confessions that happened during these trials that will happen over the next four months in these people's lives in 1612. But I just want to give away what happened so that we can get into the meat. So when they figure out about this meeting and when it, during these trials, James confesses to this meeting, mm-hmm. um, Noel is like, okay, fuck. Y'all are witches. Fuck you. So... Over the next four months, these two families, and also a few additional witch- witches from surrounding towns, she's like, "Hey, I'm a witch." Are too. put on trials. Yeah, there's like three witches from somewhere else. She's like, my name is. Oh, Brianna. I put it here. The Salemsbury witches, the Salms. Oh, S A M L E S. Salemsbury witches. What did you say, Salemsbury? Like because that's someone in Salem. Yeah, we're trial. just gonna say Salembury. Yeah. So they we're were. Um, <laughs> we're wrong, but it's more fun. But it's way more fun this way because it's like what the Salem. Right. Barry, the Salem witch trials. (laughs) So out of these two families and a few additional witches, all of them are put on trial and all but two were tried at the Lancaster, uh, the Lancaster courts in August of 1612. Of the last two of two of these 12 that were tried, one was tried at York and then the other died in prison. Ooh. Yeah. And so then of the 11 that went to trial, minus the one that died, um, nine of them are women, and two of them were men, and then ten were found guilty and executed by hanging. Damn. But one was found not guilty. And I didn't go into that because, sorry, there's just too much to do, and we need oh, to yeah. focus on the cool, spooky shit. Yeah. Before we get into the cool, spooky shit and romanticize this and being cool, yeah. you should go, y'all should go watch the BBC documentary that if you type in BBC Lancashire Witches or BBC Pendle Hill Witches, it's just an hour long uh, BBC documentary. It's a little dramatic, but I mean, it's a documentary. You need to put some umph in it, but it's really factual and it really gives a good spin because it focuses on the tragedy of these 12 people being tried and then 11 of them dying because of rivalries and because of superstition and because of religious persecution because they were mostly catholic when the whole place you know the all of england was forced to turn protestant and forced Mm -hmm. to be protestant by the king so it's just a little sad so we just want to focus on that that it is sad that this happened that they were killed because they were thought to be witches they did pretty much (laughs) like like, badassly say like yeah fuck i'm a witch (laughs) like yeah hang me bitch like i'm a fucking really the two grandmother just grandmothers literally say that so were the grandmothers one of the 10 that were hanged yes i i the the one that got away uh, the one that wasn't tried i think is one of the sons of the other family everyone else of the chaddock's family but i think all the devis family people were hanged because james it was hanged and so I think the, it was the, one of the guys the that Dem wasn't Dykes. hanged. Yeah, but all the Dem Dykes were hanged. Okay, so my question is, are there any surviving members of any of these families? I don't know, but wouldn't that be cool? But wouldn't they be fucking cool? I know, that'd be so cool That's to why see. I'm like, ooh, you like, You like wake up one day and you're like, I'm a descendant. Yeah, I'm like doing my fucking genealogy. And then like and a I'm half like, black, half brown dog shows up at your doorstep. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm a Dem Dyke. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck ass. <laughs> I cut my hair immediately. Like, fuck Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm a real witch. Harry Potter is cool and all, but I mean, I'm a fucking Dem Dyke. So... Let's get into the confessions. Okay. Yes. So Demdike claimed that she had given her soul to the devil. This is the old grandmother who yes. at the beginning, the first time was like, yeah, I'm a fucking witch. Fuck you. She's okay. like my spiritual love. She's awesome. So she claims that she had given her soul to the devil 20 years previous when she was coming home from begging. She was met in the forest by a spirit of the devil in the shape of a boy. This is almost verbatim of what she said that I'm writing. This She's is like Damien. semi, this is semi paraphrased what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. 
uh, she was visited by a spirit of the devil in the shape of a boy. That one half of his coat was black and the other was brown. Oh! Sorry, that's why I was probably making up, mixing up the dogs with that. Um, the boy told her to stop and said that if she would give him her soul, <laughs> just Casual. flat out, just <laughs> cash. Hey, bitch, will you give me hey, your bitch, soul? Hey, bitch, give me your soul. <laughs> and if so, I'll do. <laughs> so if she would give her soul, she would have anything she wished wished for. She asked his name and was told that it was Tib, T-I-B. T-I-B. So she agrees. And for several years, she didn't think anything happened and she had no reason to like apply, you know, apply her abilities that she may have had or even figure out what they were. But then one Sunday morning, she had a child like upon her knee. This is almost verbatim. She says that she was being in a a slumber. A spirit appeared to her in the likeness of a brown dog and forced himself upon her knee and began to suck blood under her left arm. Of which she exclaimed, Jesus saved me, and the brown dog vanished, <gasps> leaving uh, her almost stark mad for eight weeks. Isn't that crazy? So that's how her familiar came to her and then gave her, like, the witch's mark. That's interesting. So then we have Elizabeth, one of the confessions of Elizabeth Devis. This is Demdike's daughter, the widow who has three children. She was mostly quiet during those uh, trials and almost all of the trials and avoided confession. Um, but then, sadly, her daughter, Janet, which is the other daughters, there were three of her children. One was Allison, then James, the boy, and then this girl, Allison. So she was quiet. And then Allison uh, was brought in and started accusing her of witchcraft. She accused that she saw a black dog appear to Elizabeth Damn. one day and then started talking to her. And that would be the dog that would always, like, her familiar that would talk to her when she wanted to kill somebody or do something mad. Damn. And she, even this this nine-year-old girl said that she saw the dog, like, drink milk from her mother's tit. Okay, so again, how come it's dogs instead of cats? Like, why does media and society always portray cats? Why did cats? it turn to cats? What is the flip? I'm yeah, so, That'd okay. be interesting to learn that flip. I have to research that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because I'm so yeah. intrigued. Yeah, cats Because, like, even Sabrina, there's a black cat. Any witchcraft which black cats are notorious well, for Satanism no, and witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. That's just what it is. That's interesting. It's interesting that these actual accounts are about dogs. And we talked about hell dogs. Like, what is the switch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, why? Yeah, why cats? When did when did dogs drop out and when did cats come in? It, I, Was it I mean, even at the same time? It must be about media. It must yeah. be about film. So um, when she started to say this, it is noted factually that Elizabeth started going crazy mad and just screaming and cursing at her child, telling her to shut up and then tried to attack her and they had to take her out of the room. Holy fuck. And so they say specifically they put Janet on top of a table and then that's when uh, that's when Janet told the story of the black dog who they called Bale or Ball, B-A-L-L. That's one of like the Canaanite gods from from uh, Christianity, something like that. I'm probably wrong with Canaanites, but it's one of those old gods from Christian mythology that's sort of associated with demons and stuff that's like that. That's crazy. Or demon gods, yeah. Anyways, so then we go to James, and James eventually, eventually said that he also had a familiar that was a black dog that he that Damn. helped him kill a guy that <gasps> that he got mad at, and then Allison even. <laughs> so by this time, I I, I write. Allison Devis, she gave no fucks. (laughs) She claims that on multiple occasions, she made a guy lame with her grandmother, killed a few men, 
Also killed some cows and evened a child once. No regrets, bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> Allison's like her fucking uh, yeah. grandma. So this she's is like, like a the bad third bitch. trial she's been to. She's like, fuck it. I'm a fucking like witch. She's like, Graham Graham <laughs> said that she's a witch, so fuck it. So yeah, am I. I'm a fucking witch. Okay, so we get to the Chaddix family. Yes. Um, she said that so most of the I will just focus on Chaddix because she had the most interesting stuff. Basically, all of these people are involved with killing multiple men. I think yes, it's uh, I said same. at the beginning it's about ten men. Same that they killed yeah same same and it's literally like oh he didn't buy something for me or oh he like accused me of something or slapped me or something like that Ah. so like yeah fuck them yeah anyways chaddix is like when she did her confession she was like yeah i gave my soul to quote a thing like a christian man end quote on the promise that quote she would not lack anything but would get any revenge she desired oh shit (laughs) fuck that's (laughs) that's tempting (laughs) I was reading this and I was like, I'll be a witch. <laughs> no, right? Like, it's okay. crazy. So she confessed to cursing a few men in the area over the years with her daughter. And then she was further charged with having bewitched uh, the drink of a guy named John Moore. Fuck and you, also John Moore. with having produced a quantity of butter from a dish of skimmed milk without using the churn. Okay, but, wait, re say that really So quick? She, she produced butter from skimmed milk without using the churn. Okay, so, so I, skimmed milk has less fat. Yeah, so the butter churn, would be harder. But then and, the and churn. churn to make it from the milk foam, to butter. Okay, yeah, there we go. So she didn't. She just looked at skimmed milk and was like, you know. Okay, that's insane. Because yeah. to, to churn, she skipped it takes the like, key part. It's right? not like a two minute process, it's, it's like, like a fucking process. Yeah, it's like a fucking half day thing, right? The, yeah, yeah, it's like an all day. You sit there and you're like, goddamn. Um, so also, the Chaddix daughters made no confession. They were a little bit, you could say, smart about it or just a little they less, like, ballsy about it. Yeah. yeah. Allison was like, fuck they you. They were awesome uh, Den Dykes and Allison's, but we can't all be that cool. We can't all be a Den Dyke. And just tell a magistrate that we, you know would kill us. Yeah, I'm a fucking witch. Um, although the Chaddix uh, daughters, our daughter and then grandchildren, were like, hey, we're not fucking witches. Like, we're not. Um, Den Dyke... <laughs> then comes out and is like no i've seen them like make clay figures of people and they died later so they're witches too and then the magistrate Noel was like yeah you're a fucking witch you're fucking dying too so just off of Holy Dem- shit. just off of demdike being like no they're witches Noel's like okay <laughs> you're like yeah whatever about yeah, yeah like everyone like. around them is a witch so i guess so you you're know. like also patty's also a bitch fuck you patty right no seriously well that was like the whole salem witch trial it was the whole fuck salem you witch i trials. hate you it was yeah. all like a point like or i want your well, land they're a witch too they're a witch they're a witch i mean that yeah. was salem witch yeah. right there so i'm gonna really quick i might edit this out but i'm gonna read one of the charms that is that chaddix agree or like says that she she did once yes so I don't know if this is this was a charm that she did on a potion to actually help somebody. So it was pro- so even though she was a witch and she did bad things, she also was like a cunning woman and would help people because they would, um, you know, she would get money for it. So this is one of her charms. It is three bitters hast thou bitten the heart ill eye ill tongue, three bitters shalt thou be boat b o o t e I don't know, boot, father son and holy ghost a god's name. Five paternosters, five aves, and a creed in worship of five wounds of our Lord. Isn't that cool? That's fucking cool. I want to get it, like, tattooed on my body. I know, right? That's Isn't that cool? sick. That's fucking cool. I, I pronounced sick. some of this wrong. I'm so sure I did. 
but I am not you know, a witch in 1612 Lancashire. Our second biggest group exactly. of listeners, other than the United States, is the United Kingdom. Yes. So I'm sure that they're like... Y'all, somebody like... like oh, hello. Someone ASMR Actually, that. correct. <laughs> it is boat, not boot. Boot. So somebody ASMR us that, and I'll jack off to it in like a week. Yes. Casual. I won't jack off to it. Just ASMR us No that. promises. Or don't ASMR us that because that weirds me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Basically, since those trials, people have reports of seeing ghosts of the witches near Pendle Hill because that's where they were said to mostly meet and okay. do their, like, most witchiness shit. There, there's been sightings of multiple floating orbs, Ooh, multiple spooky. lights in the areas, even spooky, UFOs. Spooky. People will hear voices speaking to them as they're walking around, just like coming out <gasps> of like, nowhere. They're like, hey, bitch. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> like, are you a fucking witch? Um, you witch. They then, year-round, but especially on Halloween and Good Friday, many people will climb Pendle Hill and perform seances, Sick. do EV, EVP recordings, voice box sessions, and even reported animal, like, r- animal sacrifices. Like, people will show up and they'll be like, somebody fucking did a sacrifice. Like, stop. No, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I couldn't um, be a witch, because I don't want to sacrifice animals, even though I know that's incredibly incorrect, because I studied Wicca for a while. And like well, Satanism I mean, like, and all that, you you do not sacrifice animals. But like things like I have Newt is an actual real ingredient though in the Maleficarum, mm. like in the like books yeah. that they that, an actual book that has been made. I guess just you know like all the accounts of them like I sacrificed a cat or like, oh yeah not... like actually like whipping a bat out of their coat and then cutting its head off right yeah, there. Yeah, like that's not yeah, an actual yeah. thing. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe it is, but, like, for modern-day Wicca and Satanism, it's not. Oh, oh yes. Oh, totally. And yeah, they, like, care way more than anybody. Yeah. Oh my God, um, that scared the so, hell out of me. That's Simone uh, scratching her scratch post. So, also from that, uh, there's one specific account of some people doing a spirit board session. Nice. And during the middle of their spirit board session, a tooth fell onto <gasps> the Ouija board. Oh, no, Yeah, no. like a bloody tooth. And then... Wait, hold on. Oh, <laughs> Simone. Simone, you're so cute. She, like, is so desperate. Um, and then also there has been one account recently in, like, I don't know, the early 2000s where somebody saw – there's a graveyard at a church there. I'm scared. Um, and in the graveyard, somebody saw a young girl with a blank white face. Elizabeth. And they, no, there's a picture Allison. of it. But it, it looks a little hoaxy, but it's fine. So just before just before we transition to Chana's, um, I do want to mention that there is also there's a BBC documentary that I talked about. Yes. You go on YouTube and type BBC documentary Pendle Hill Witches or Lancashire Lancashire you would think, but it's Lancashire Witches. If you type that in, you'll that'll that'll pop up. It's a really fun documentary. I like it. I it's, watch it's it. It's fun. Um, and then there's also a book by Thomas Potts that was first published in 1613, Damn. right after this happened, a year later, titled The Wonderful Discovery of Witches in the Country of Lancash- uh, Lancashire. Lancashire. Or Lancaster. But, Lan- but Lancaster, I don't know how you would pronounce that in that word. Lannister. Whatever. Um, then there's also a book by William Harrison Ainsworth, which is The Lancashire Witches. Um, he is a pretty big author and at the time was like a really renowned author like british author mm. but this is his book that has always been in print ever since it came out it's his only like nice. one of his 200 plus books Damn. this is the only book that has always been in print 200 plus yeah it's insane um then one last little spooky spooky note so even though people like say this is even made up and the fact that these people claimed that they were witches is speculated it's not because 
in 2012, I think. I forget. It was like it's recently. Um, engineers were excavating a site near Pendle Hill. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they unearthed a 17th century cottage. This will be a little sad. I'm sorry. A 17th century cottage complete with a cat skeleton during a construction. Or they found, like, with a cat skeleton. The cottage was discovered, like, in the walls no. of a of the cottage. So, like, they had the cottage and they could see the layout of it. But then there was a walled-off, like, section that, like, had no entrance, no exit. That Weird. They, that they walled off. So this Weird. is the involvement of cats, but it's Cookie, sad. I was just about to say that. I'm like, okay, is this when cats are getting involved? So historians speculate that because they literally found it in, like, a little space that they had bricked, that the people who made this place bricked off, it, they just, like, put a cat in there, and they brick it off to kill it in there, and that is no. supposed to protect them from evil spirits. Okay, so something yeah. about cats started happening so, during this time. So that's time. already been happening, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Isn't I'm so cool? curious. Okay, listeners... If you guys know why the fuck it switched to from from dogs, from dogs to, cats, to cats, yeah, let us know because I'm yeah. gonna Google it. But I'm so fucking curious because yeah. it happened well, I mean, around the same time. Or if then. it was all, if, you know, or if it, it was like, simultaneous, like did cats and dogs both equal evil? Well, or if cats were even out of it because I mean, you have Egyptians, you that know, associated cats. cats with the underworld protectors from the underworld. It's and true. Stuff Simone like protects us from demons. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> not even she, joking. she literally, <laughs> no she literally does. <laughs> that's not like us joking um, around. <laughs> so that's my story. Fuck. I'm sorry that it wasn't crazy, spooky, supernatural, but I, I thought it was like it, really cool because I mean, it's stu- super supernatural, but it's also, I think it's like more haunting in a interest, like, and not the sort of intense sense because it's like real. And these, these, yeah. you, these women looked into the face of a magistrate and, like, and knew they would you. die if they said it. And they were like, fuck you, I'm a they witch. I sold a, my soul to a devil 20 years ago. They should make a movie out of this. Yeah, no, I'm surprised I, they haven't. Oh no, so the whole, like, the whole so time I was like, I should fucking write a screenplay. You should write a and screenplay. And just send it in to somebody. You should. Or if I send it to the BBC, the BBC would be like, Okay, here we go, Corey. You write the screenplay, I'll star in it, and we can launch both of our careers. No, seriously. I'm no seriously. I'm I'll like be, this is a fucking legit story. I'll be Alice. Because you have the like real implications of a family feud and then people betraying one another and ratting people out. And then you have the whole political comp the social commentary of religious people forcing others other religious people yeah. to be a part of their, their religion or they're just gonna be ostracized and, you know, condemned to being witches and then killed. And, and then you have the whole cool supernatural part where, like, these people really believe they were witches. Yeah, they, this needs to be a movie. That's Go write it. That's fucking cool. Go write it, Corey. I'll star in it. Simone, right. will be, Simone will be Dem Dykes. Fuck. <laughs> we need to edit some of this. Anyways, okay. that's my story. It's fucking legit. Damn. Damn. Fuck me. I don't even know how I'm going to, like, possibly say a story after that. That's so cool. It's I, so fucking cool. I'm having so much fun right now. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I'm like, drinking champagne, petting my Simone. Like, I'm living the fucking dream. We're petting cats, talking about witches. So now we're gonna talk about disappearing kids. Yes. (laughs) I mean, not yes. That is horrible. I'm sorry. No, Corey means yes, because Corey's a. I already said pussy on our podcast. I'm the worst person. I feel like I've said worse things than pussy. No, but I I used pussy as like the derogatory way of quit being such a pussy. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's like that also saying don't be such a bitch, which I'm sure we said. Uh, I have, but I have a... Bitch is less <sighs> intense than pussy, though. And I, that is entirely do, our society. I, I, I get where the bitch comes from, but I just don't... 
especially being a gay man, I just don't even associate it with women. I don't associate that word. No, with I women. do not associate bitch with women. I don't. It's at so all. like bitch is so desensitized to me. I it's I barely not. even consider it a swear word. Like well, that's so true. Yeah, because like bitch, it's like it's just a word to me. I, and, and I get it. And so I don't. When I'm with people I don't know, I won't use bitch. Because I know that they care. Just like about... I won't use cunt. But yeah, like... well, especially pussy. I can't believe I use pussy. I'm sorry. Y'all can like yell at me in the comments. <laughs> no one talks about Scott. <gasps> Toulouse is here. It's Toulouse and Simone on my left. Oh, Simone swiped Toulouse. I apologize. I might even edit it out because I, I feel bad. And even pussy, like for me personally. Yeah, like, I've, bitch... I've tried to stop using that because I think that's more on the na- on the nose. We use, pussy's probably the, the swear word we use the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck and cunt are probably the biggest. Cunt's <laughs> probably the worst, but cunt's just cunt's too fun. Cunt's so fun. I'm a woman and I'm saying cunt, so yeah. fuck y'all. In the I spirit love... of us talking about something that happened in England. Cunts. Cunt. <laughs> okay, so now let's jump, after we talk about swear words, let's jump into some disappearing kids. Yes. Do it. So we're going to talk about the Sauter family. Yes. So I'm sure some of you guys are familiar with the Sauter family. If you don't think you are, you probably have seen their super famous billboard of the missing kids. So before I jump into exactly what happened, I'm going to give you some backstory. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to set the motherfucking scene. Yes. So George Sauter, who immigrated from Italy in 1895, married Jenny Cipriani. She also immigrated from Italy during her childhood. Um, George started a trucking company in West Virginia, and they became known as one of the most respected middle-class families around in West Virginia. So they married. They had 10 kids, because Jesus fucking Christ. They had 10, 10 kids. First mistake. First mistake is they had 10 kids. Second mistake. Sorry, y'all. If y'all have 10 kids, it's not a mistake. Go you. You're better than us. Who has 10 kids? I don't think it's a modern-day thing. You're crazy strong. (laughs) Yeah, like, go you guys. I don't even know how you're remotely financially stable. Right. So they had 10 kids, and they settled down in Fayetteville, West Virginia. Um, George had a very strong political opinion. He fucking hated Benito Mussolini, um, which he expressed openly, and a lot of Italians in his community disagreed with him. So now we're at Christmas Eve, 1945. So so nine of their 10 kids were home. One of the kids was off at war. Whatever war was going on at the time. World War II? Yeah, this World is War the 40s. II. This is World oh, War II. Oh, 40s, yeah, World War II. Okay, so he was off, you know, fighting World War II, you know, like liberating concentration camps and doing all the good stuff. Go him. So fucking go, go that Sodder kid. You. So the Sodder celebrated on Christmas Eve, 1945. Some of the kids, Marion, Betty, Marthy, Jenny, and Maurice and Louise, and Louise, sorry, they were fucking pumped for Christmas, because obviously. So they asked their mom, who's Jenny, to stay up. She agreed as long as the older boys um, did their chores. So this is around 10 p.m., Christmas Eve. So George, the dad, and the two oldest boys, John and George, they were already asleep. So they're, like, dead asleep with Sarah's because they had a long day of, like, herding cattle or whatever the fuck they're doing. So the mom took Sylvia. She was two years old at the time, upstairs for for sleeping at night. At around 1230 in the morning, Jenny woke up to a phone call with an unfamiliar female voice asked for an unfamiliar name. When Jenny said she had the wrong number, she heard an, uh, glasses clicking, people yelling, and weird laughter. So people were being, like, mocking laughter into the phone. What? She hung up, and she thought, okay, that was weird as fuck. I'm just going to go to bed, On though. Christmas Eve? That's eerie. No, right? So she was walking upstairs back to her bedroom, and she noticed in the living room where she left all the kids, um, the curtains were not drawn um, the lights were still on and the door was unlocked. All these things were things that the children knew 
to do before they went to sleep. So they knew, like, turn off the lights, draw the blinds, lock the door before they go to sleep. And she noticed, like, all the shit was weird. But but um, Marion had fallen asleep on the couch. And so the mom was like, okay, the kids were just too excited for it's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, like, it's That's Christmas, believable. Santa's yeah. coming. So they just went upstairs to the attic where they slept, where they sleep. And it's fine. So she went, she, like, drew the blinds, turned off. No, she left the lights on, and she locked the door, and she's like, okay, Marion's asleep. It's fine. She went to bed. So... Oh, my God. Was he already in town? Yeah. Okay, so now moving on. About 30 minutes later, she woke up to a loud bang on her roof and then a rolling noise. So she was like, okay, that was This weird. is terrifying. Okay. <laughs> so this is true crime. To go back, this is not supernatural. This is true crime. So she went back to sleep, and then an hour later, she Are you woke- sure? <laughs> yeah. So somehow, this is true crime. It's like Krumpus. <laughs> Krumpus and Valak. Like, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, bitch. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Okay, so- she dozed off. She heard the loud bang. After that, she was like, okay, whatever. This is a weird fucking night, but I'm going to go back to sleep. It's Christmas. The kids are, you know, it's Christmas morning, tomorrow morning. She woke up an hour later to smoke just the all a bunch of accounts described as curling into her room. Oh, my God. So, you know, coming under her door frame and just, like, filling up her Ugh. room. Um, so she woke up her husband, and she was like, no, motherfucker, there's fire. <laughs> Some shit going um, on. So both parents and the four four of their children out of the nine that were there, Marion, Sylvia, John, and George Jr., they were able to escape the house. They frantically yelled to the children upstairs no. or the attic where they're sleeping, but they didn't hear any response. Um, they couldn't go up there because that staircase was currently on fire. And I have in parentheses, stay lit, fam, which is incredibly inappropriate for what's happening. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is when things start going fucking crazy, if things weren't crazy already. So George, the dad. So, okay. Y'all this, aren't the best people. <laughs> okay, so at this point, stay you know, the lit, parents fam. and four of their kids. <laughs> I never claimed to be a good person. I'm a pretty fucked up person. So the George, Jenny, and their kids, they ran outside they realized that the other kids weren't following them, the five other kids. Oh, my God. So George, the dad, he broke a window to try to get back in the house, and he, like, fucked up his arm doing that. Like, it's just bloody and a mess. But his adrenaline was pumping so hard, he has, like, no memory and has no idea. He is like, doesn't even, didn't yeah. even phase him that he broke, that his skin is so fucked up. He's bleeding. The smoke was so thick inside, he couldn't see anything. So he was like, I can't <sighs> do it. He was screaming for their names. Yeah, like um, he would just die. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they were all frantic trying to figure out what to do. So he raced back outside, hoping to reach them through the upstairs window. But the ladder that he always kept propped against the house, and I mean always, no. was just gone. No. So he had another idea. He's like, okay, I'm going to drive two of my coal trucks up to the house. I'm going to climb that ladder into the window. He Wait, went to the houses. I've heard this or, Sorry, story. he went to the cars. Uh, this is like this is like 10% of it. Okay, I, yeah. It's crazy the story. Yeah, he yeah. went to the cars, Hold on to your butts. and even though they were per- they were working perfectly, like six hours before, they wouldn't start. Yes. Both of them, like yes. nothing. So now at this point, Marion sprinted to a neighbor's house to call the Fayetteville Fire Department, but they couldn't get an operator response. So a neighbor who saw the blaze, they went down to a to a bar, called again, no response. So at this point, he was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So he went to go find the fire chief, um, F. J. Morris. And F.J. Morris, the fire chief, initiated Fayetteville's version of a fire alarm, which is a phone tree system. That's when the firefighters call another. They're like, yo, there's a fire. Hey, Brad, there's a fire. Hey, Dave, there's a fire. Hey, Chris, there's a fire. You know, so on and so forth. So even though the fire department, all of them were located about two and a half miles away, 
the crew didn't arrive until 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, oh keep in God. mind, this fire started between 10.30 or 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So at this point, when they showed up, the Sauter's family home was complete ash. Oh so the God. family was so hysterical, and nothing was working, and they just stood there and watched the fire just take over their house, and they just assumed their kids were gone. Their kids were panicked in the attic, and they were dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I wrote here, what the fuck, what in the all fu- caps. What the fuck? Now, just to let you guys know, it took about only 45 minutes to burn the entire house down. 45 minutes. Mm. So now it's Christmas morning. Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> when the firefighters showed up at 8 o'clock in the morning, seven hours later, they went through the ash and they couldn't find any human remains. Nothing. So they told the Sodders that the bones likely turned to ash. They blamed the fire on faulty wiring. Goddamn. But yet George, he had all the wiring replaced earlier that year. How could it be faulty wiring? Yeah. Four days later, after the fire, George bulldozed the home, intending to make it a memorial garden for for his deceased oh, children. Goddamn. That's Death so sad. certificates for the children were issued. However, um, after things calmed down, the family started thinking, wait a minute, this is kind of weird. What the fuck actually just happened? Are our kids actually dead? Because that's uh, the adrenaline stopped pumping. Their emotions were kind of leveling out. Yeah, like you have that realize. weird phone call. You have those noises. Yeah, exactly. What happened? So they were like, wait, what the fuck just happened? So the first question I had is what about their bones? Because I, I was re- reading it and I was like, you know, I know when they cremate people, a lot of the time their bones don't burn. So they just kind of like toss the bones mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. give you the ashes of the actual like flesh. So Jenny, the mom, she could not understand how five children could just die in a fire and leave nothing behind. Now, important note, this fire only lasted for 45 minutes. So she knew that various household appliances had been found in the burned-up basement. Um, but still not identifiable. bones. <laughs> so I, I wrote here, so how could bones burn and not a fucking KitchenAid? So that's like her big question. Her big question. Yeah, yeah. Like her fucking... I don't know, whatever the fuck kitchen appliances they had during this time were still there, just ashy, but bones burned. Yeah. So since Jenny is a bad bitch, she conducted her own private experiment. She yes. burned animal bones, such as chicken bones, beef yeah, jones, Jenny. pork bones, anything she could really get her hand on to see if the bones burned. And each test, no matter how long or how hot the fire was, the bones were yeah, still there. Yeah, because it get, like, crazy fucking hot. Okay, so a It'd be, employee, like, a long-ass time. Exactly. Yeah. So the employee of a crematorium informed her that bones remain after bodies, and they have to be burned for about two hours or longer at 2,000 degrees in Fahrenheit, um, which the fire of the house woman. is definitely not 2,000 this degrees Fahrenheit. So, and their house was destroyed in 45 minutes. So there's pretty much, just because of that fact alone... No absolute way that the children this bones a, would have burned. Y'all, you think this is crazy? Just keep going. Yeah. Just ex- keep going. Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk about some weird circumstances after the fire. So a telephone repairman told the Sodders that their lines appeared to have been cut, not burned. So one important thing I didn't really n- mention at first is the Sodders did try to call the fire department, but they couldn't get through. And that's when the kid ran to the neighbor's house to try to call. Oh, interesting. So, you know, the telephone lines were cut. Um, so they realized that if a fire had been electrical, like what the firefighters claimed and all that, um, then how could, or then why wasn't the power dead? Um, how come lights in the downstairs were still on? Their Christmas lights were still on. I mean, they're watching their house burn down with Christmas lights on. Yeah. They couldn't make calls. So that's why they said, oh yeah, like wiring. things would have short circuited. Exactly. When the fire was started. But everything was still but going. everything was fine. They just couldn't call. 
and that's why they're like, your phone lines are down. Oh, my God. Um, they eventually found the ladder. It was in an, embankment, an embankment about 75 feet away from their house, just, like, thrown over there. Yeah. A witness came forward claiming he saw a man at the fire scene <laughs> taking a block and tackle, which is used for removing car engines. Now, remember, George's car couldn't start. Jesus. Both of his cars. And eventually, one day while the family was visiting the site, Sylvia, she found a hard rubber object in the yard. Jenny recalled hearing the heart thud in her roof, if you remember, yeah. then rolling down, then the fire started. George concluded it was a napalm pineapple bomb that was used in wait in warfare. So, oh like, God. fucking bombs are being thrown at the house. Oh, yeah, because it's 1945. Five. Six, five. Okay. And so, and then a driver came out and said, oh, yeah, he drives through Fayetteville, and he was driving late Christmas evening, and he saw people throwing quote-unquote balls of fire at the house what the fuck why would you not say that? so all this weird shit is starting to come out about this fucking and people, fire multiple. and people and so now i'm gonna go into what happened before the fire about some strange shit that went on oh, so yeah. you're kind of wondering how the oh, fuck yeah. is this happening so this possibly is why so there was a stranger who appeared at the home a few months earlier back in the fall asking about hauling work he walked to the back of the house pointed to two separate fuse boxes and said, this is going to cause a fire someday. And George thought that was weird as fuck because he literally just got every this single piece of an, wiring. This is such a creepy fixed. story. I love it. Right? And he was kind of irritated because he was like, I literally just fixed everything. Fuck you, dude. Around the same time, a, another man tried to sell the family life insurance and became irate when George declined. He said, your goddamn house is going to go up in smoke. What the And your children fuck? are going to be destroyed. You are going to be paid for the dirty remarks you've been making about Mussolini. Now remember. That's when I become the fucking killer. No, right? <laughs> and I just shoot him as he walks away. So now remember. Just threatened my children. No, right? He threatened your house and your children. So now remember at the very beginning of my segment how I mentioned how George was very public with his hatred of Mussolini. Yeah, yeah. Um, now George, he was known as engaging as engaging in heated arguments with other Italians. You know, he was known for starting these political debates. Yeah. That's just who George was. He was a very outspoken person. So now these Italian dudes are coming in. They're getting all pissed off. But George, because he gets in these arguments all the time, he didn't take the threat seriously. Ooh, I never realized that historical background um, with the family. I, I've heard some of this story before. Yeah. But I didn't realize that, like, the social implications of that. That's yeah. interesting. And another thing to mention about George, I didn't mention it at the beginning, but when he immigrated from Italy... He will openly talk about any part of his life except his time except in Italy. Yeah. And so he has, like, he has such strong feelings about Italy and about Mussolini and Damn. all of that that he's not afraid to talk. So he will fight with other Italians. And there was a fairly large Italian gr number of people in the uh, area that they lived in at this time. Uh -huh. So anyways, moving on. So the older Sauter sons also recalled seeing something super fucking weird. Um, just before Christmas, they noticed a man parked along the highway near their house, and he was just intently watching the younger kids. Oh, my God. So, like, God. taking notes. And the kids were like, this is fucking weird. So now knowing all this, what the fuck just actually happened? Are the Sauter kids alive? Is it kidnapped? Yeah. So this is when everyone's like, no, not everyone. This is when specifically the Sauter family is like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden sudden sightings of the missing kids starts rolling in oh my god so a woman claimed to have seen the missing children peering from a passenger car while the fire was in progress a woman operating a tourist shop between Fayetteville and Charleston some 50 miles away she said she saw the children the morning after the fire fire she said I served them breakfast there was a car with Florida license plates at the tourist court too 
Another woman at Charleston Hotel saw the children's photos in a newspaper and said she had seen four of the five a week after the fire. The children were accompanied by two women and two men, all of Italian extraction. Did they find the children? (laughs) I do not remember the exact date. However, the entire party did register at the hotel and stayed in a large room with several beds. They registered about midnight. I tried to talk to the children in a friendly manner, but the men appeared hostile and refused to allow me to talk to them. One of the men looked at me in a hostile manner. He turned and began talking rapidly in Italian. Immediately, the whole party stopped talking to me. I sensed I was being frozen out, so I said nothing more. They left early the next morning. Um, so oh my God. that is just three of the accounts of multiple tips. Where is in. this? So this is in Wayetteville, um, West it, Virginia. Okay, so it's in the States? Fayetteville. This fucking happened in the States? Yes. And the Italians in that state were like fucking with him because he was talking bad about Mussolini? Yep. Damn. Okay, so like That's I said, terrifying. this is multiple accounts are coming in of seeing the kids. I saw them at the gas station. I saw them at a fucking CVS. Oh, that's terrifying. So now, um, fast forward, here's some weird shit after the fire, if this wasn't weird enough for you guys. Yeah, right, because we don't have enough of that. In 1947, so this is two years, two years after later. the fire, Yeah. George and Jenny sent a letter about the case to the FBI, and they replied with, Although I, could, I would like to be of service, the matter released appears to be of local character and has not come within the investigative jurisdiction of the Bureau. The FBI, the FBI agents then said they would assist if they could get permission of the local authorities, but the Fayetteville police and the fire department declined the offer. Why, though? Inside. So that's when you start thinking, is this more inside? No, that's so sad. Is it mafia? Was it inside? Like, what's going on here? So now the Sodders turned to a private investigator. His name is C.C. Tinsley. He discovered that the insurance salesman who threatened George... You know, who he's like, your house will burn. Yeah. He was actually a member of the coroner's journey that deemed the fire accidental. What the fuck? Yeah. He also heard a weird fucking story from the from the Fayetteville minister about F.J. Morris, who was the fire chief. So although Morris, he claimed originally that no remains were found. So remember that, how that's why Ew. the girl was like, how come the bones didn't burn? He actually, well, he supposedly confided that he discovered a heart in the ashes and he hid it inside a dynamite box and buried it at the scene so tinsley the private investigator persuaded morris the fire chief to show them the spot together they dug up the box and took it straight to the local funeral director who poked and prodded at the heart and concluded it as beef liver untouched by the fire soon afterward (laughs) the solders heard the rumors from the fire chief and uh, he pretty much told them that he buried the beef liver in rubble in hope that finding any remains would placate the family enough to stop the investigation. Oh, my God. So now he's like, okay, they're just whining and bitching. This is disgusting. So I'm just going to, like, bury a fucking liver so they can shut the fuck up. Fuck them. So I literally wrote, what the actual fuck right here? So now two years after people that. Are dis- people are ridiculous. No, right? This is ridiculous. Okay, so two years after that. I'm just Aug- mad now. <laughs> I know. Now, like, the more you read out, the more infuriated you get. Yeah, I'm just mad. So in August 1949, the Sodders bring in a pathological pathologist named Oscar B. Hunter. The excavation was thorough, uncovering several small objects. For, for instance, a damaged coin, partly burned dictionary, and several shards of vertebrae. Now, they sent the bones to the Smithsonian Institution for a closer look. They said the vertebrae showed no signs that, that it had been exposed to fire. <sighs> the report said, and, it's, and it said, it's very strange that no other bones are found in the allegedly careful evacua- evacuation of the basement of the house. 
uh, noting that the house reportedly burned for yeah. only about half an hour or so. It said, one would expect to find the full skeletons of five of the children rather than only four vertebrae. They concluded that the bones were most likely in the supply of dirt that George used to fill in the basement to create the memorial for his children. Side note, whose bones were it, though? God damn it. Uh, anyways, continuing on. So now in 1952, so this is about seven years after the fire, George and Jenny built a billboard along Route 16 in Paso Flyers, offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to the recovery of their children. Um, they soon increased the amount to 10000 This is in the fucking 50s. Yeah. I'm going to share the picture of the billboard on our Instagram, and you guys will recognize it because it's pretty famous. Okay, okay. Um, so anyways... From that billboard in the flyers, a letter arrives from a woman in St. Louis saying the oldest girl, Martha, was in a convent there. Another tip came from Texas, where a patron at a bar overheard an incriminating conversation about a long-ago Christmas Eve fire in West Virginia. What the fuck? Someone in Florida claimed the children were staying with a distant relative of Jenny's. Um, oh, do they find them? Does the mom find them? So, George traveled the, comp- the country to investigate every single lead that came in. Nothing. No, are you? I didn't know that. I'd forgotten that. Nothing. No, are you serious? So the the mom and the dad never find their five children again. Nothing, because in 19, even though they know they're alive. In 1968, George died. Fuck. Um. Oh wait, no. Yes, in 1968, George. Redo. We're editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back. Lie. Say say they found them. <laughs> so. Fuck. Now that, I, that's actually really sad. No, yeah. So they never found them. So in 1968, oh. Jenny went to the mail and she found an envelope addressed to her. It was postmarked in Kentucky but had no return address. Inside the photo was a man oh. in the mid-20s. On the flip side, a, crypt, a cryptic handwritten note read, Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie, little boys, A90132 or 35. Now they couldn't deny the resemblance to Louis. Um, he was nine at the time of the fire. Beyond the obvious similarities, dark curly hair, dark brown eyes, they had the same straight, strong nose, the same upward tilt, the left eyebrow. You know, they looked like the same fucking person. No. Once again, they hired a private detective and sent him to Kentucky. They never heard from the pr- from the private detective again. What the fuck? No, right? I'm never going to Kentucky. I read ever. that and I immediately thought of you, Corey, because I was like, Corey's gonna freak out when I say that. No. Because they literally hired another PI and he just fucking disappeared. No, he went there to and find just their never son. Because he he's like, oh yeah, I can find this guy. Gone. Okay, so now suddenly the Sodders are like, sorry I'm, Kentucky, sorry for your tourism. Like, what's money. even in Kentucky? I'm not going to Kentucky ever. All right, <laughs> that will be the last state I visit. Because like, <laughs> fuck you guys. You guys have Louis Sodder and he's probably dead now. Fucking hell. So the Sodders, Jenny and George, they were afraid to share the letter, um, because they were <laughs> fuck because they're fucking. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of deliverance. Like, da 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 da. They just get sent. I'm just picturing that PI getting like fucked in the middle of a field now, squealing right? like a pig. No, that's literally what's happening right now. Oh my god! So they're afraid to show this image Never publicly, going. obviously, because their fucking PI disappeared. So instead of being like, "Hey, public, we have some information," they just updated the billboard with new picture of Louie. And um, you know, they also this is really sad. They printed out and enlarged the version of that picture, and they hang it hung it above their fireplace. Oh. It was there. I'd be like, that's our son, Louie. Like, he's 20, but, like, we can't get to him for some... We can't, because our PI just died. Unknown reason. So, the same year George died, 
Um, Imagine like dealing with this, but then also dealing with regular shitty life. That's the whole thing. What so the fuck? It's important to note that because these poor people, their entire lives were dedicated to finding <sighs> their children, and then just everybody in the world that is dealing with a missing child. No, that's the whole fuck. thing. It's like you still have to go to work. This you still have disgusting. to go grocery shopping. You still have to make pasta. You still have to do laundry. Like you have to live your everyday yeah, you life. To, yeah, and you have to pick you, up your fucking like dishes exactly and but your like child is missing over you the whole time and like you're constantly just thinking about the kids and so george and jenny's life until the end of their life was God looking damn, for their kids while trying so to live in a normal as normal as possible Ugh. so as george died in 1968 jenny kept on searching until she dies in 1989 so one thing about jenny that really struck me and almost like it like brought tears to my eyes is she wore black every single day from when her when the fire happened until she died in mourning because she was in constant mourning of her children this is the saddest story i've ever heard this is like heartbreaking in every way as soon as she died the billboard came down uh so now the aftermath so george and jenny's children and grandchildren because they still you know had four kids five kids i guess that still lived one kid was in war i don't know if he died in war four kids no matter what lived their children and their grandchildren continued the investigation, and they came up with some theories. Okay. First theory is the local mafia had tried to recruit George, and he declined. Next theory is they tried to extort money from him, the mafia. George refused. Um, the theory from both of those is because George either Damn, refused and they money were like, we're or he was fuck so them like over on Christmas Eve. No, this happened on Christmas. This is ruthless. So. From both of those theories, you know, the main consensus was the mafia was involved somehow, whether it was because he wouldn't give them money or he disagreed with Mussolini or because he wouldn't do business with them. The mafia then came in, kidnapped their kids, killed their kids, did something, but took their kids from them and lit the house on fire. This story has been so dark, I thought the lights were off, but they're on. Ah, the lights (laughs) are on! That's scary! I, I thought the lights were off this entire time. Oh, God. Okay. The I mean, we're li- also in a tent fort, but like... That's true. We should tell enough that they're on. So the next theory that they have, or the last theory that they have, is the children were kidnapped by someone they knew. Um, someone burst into the unlocked front door, told them about the fire, and offered to take them someplace. Because the other thing to notice is, you know, Jenny noticed the door was unlocked, the curtains were drawn, the lights were on. So it would be pretty easy for someone to walk in and say, like, there's a fire, come with us. And yeah. Marion was already asleep on the couch, so God she's damn. just not going anywhere. This is people just keeping quiet. And... Exactly. So they just take the kids out for safety. Oh. And then that account said that they saw the kids looking in the car, looking at the fire. No. Oh. And the car drives away. Then, boom, Imagine they're, at the, they're at the diner. And, and then, having boom. a guy shove you out of your house. Right. And be like, keep quiet or I'll kill you. Exactly. And then setting fire to your house and that's the whole thing and maybe that picture of louis that they got was really louis but he's they the kids can't communicate with them in order to protect their parents because the mafia is like oh hey if you tell like, your parents you you're can alive, go live your life but if you contact your parents ever you're dead. i'll kill you and i'll kill them exactly oh, and it's the mafia God. so they will because they have all that power <laughs> they've already done yeah it's Jesus like, it's insane it's insane so do i think i died in the fire no no absolutely not Fuck why that. because no human brains are found it's as simple as that that is just down to the and science. the science of burning bones. That's the whole thing. Fuck that. It's down to the science. Like, there was... The fire was not hot enough. It did not last and long enough to burn the fact that people are horrible. Exa- yeah, exactly. But do I know what happened? Do the solders God know what happened? Damn. Not even remotely. Maybe it was the mafia. Maybe it was a person they knew. But the fact is, we have no idea... And we'll never fucking know... Oh what happened God. to the missing solder children. 
And on that note, Corey, I have to ask you, anyways, how's your fucking sex life? (laughs) Things are good. They're better than that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Almost anything in my life is better than that. Yeah, right, right. What's going on? Wait, 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 when was the last time we did this? Oh, Thanksgiving was great. Corey and I haven't seen each other in like two weeks. Yeah, went to my went to my parents' house. Yes. Um, we watched all of the new the new series of Bond films, which is oh, like fun. for me one of the only things you should watch on Thanksgiving is James Bond films. That's I watched Django Unchained on Thanksgiving. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> That's a really good one. But yeah, we watched all of the the new ones with what's his name? Uh, Daniel, not Daniel, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, it is Daniel Craig. Yeah, all the ones with Daniel Craig. Um, we just went through those. That was really good. I really, I really like him. He is. Uh, I only know Pierce Brosnan, Sean Connery, and and Daniel Craig. See, I watched, I know the three others. I watched all I the movies growing up because my grandpa loved James Bond. Yeah, but I have like no memories of the films. But I have, I know I watched every single one. The Pierce Brosnans are really fun because it's just like. I loved I Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldfinger is great. I remember Goldfinger because Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And that is that where Pussy Galore shows up? Yes. Yeah. And then they go into that base at the end and just shoot everybody it's up. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Goldfinger is probably That's my probably favorite like James every Bond, Bond film. film, though. Right. But Daniel <laughs> They go Craig, into that base and shoot everybody up. Yeah. You and then he like fucks a girl. Yeah. It's surprising, though, because Daniel Craig, the last James Bond movie that came out, they kind of ended the Daniel Craig era of being James Bond. But yeah, he's coming back as the next James Bond. No, they, they literally tie. Uh, like, I watched it again and I was like, they, tie they, it up. they like are yelling at you that this is his last because he drives off with a girl in yeah. the old car. Oh yeah, he literally. Which they don't do. In he's James literally Bond until on the over. bridge. He's yeah. literally on the bridge and he looks at the new M, who is Voldemort, whoever the actor yeah. is. I forget. And then he looks at the girl and he's like, "Fuck y'all!" And then he leaves and chooses the girl over yeah. 007. And yeah, he's coming back. Okay, it's insane. This will be fun. I think it'll be really it's, good. Well, also yeah. side note, Danny Craig, as in real life, not movie stuff. He so done with being James Bond because yeah, yeah, yeah. he like fucking hates the James Bond series now. Yeah. So they must have offered him like millions of dollars. Oh, to I'm come sure. Back. Yeah. Because yeah. it's crazy. He probably doesn't hate back. it. Hate it, right? No, his interviews. He's like done. Oh, he's like fuck this. I I'm mean, done. it's years. Like, it was fun, but I'm done. It's similar to the Avenger contracts because you know how Chris, oh, Evans, Chris Evans is oh, like. He was like, I want to do other things. Well, they don't. They don't hate it, but they're just like super tired. That's right? the whole thing. Yeah, it's like Harris. Well, Harrison Ford does hate Star Wars, but. It's you know no, he your, does? your whole contract, your whole next four years or ten years or whatever it is, I mean, is wrapped up in a film. And as an actor, for me, when celebrities like whine about that, I'm like, I think it's so annoying. Shut up! You have you have like, billions of dollars. You have, bill- like, you have millions, millions of dollars, and you're planning about it's taking like, up your acting schedule because you're not able to be an you're, actor. You're a human. I can get that you can get pissed off about it, but like, don't talk about it to us. I don't it, give a shit. That's <laughs> and I guess like the only. I somewhat understand with the adventure and James Bond films because it, because the physique you have to be in is so insane. No, I get it. So like for I, yeah, those years, yeah. like Chris Hemsworth, for example, his body, like he has a fucking like eight pack. He's so ripped. Yeah, but he can only eat these things and, for like years and yeah, years and like, years. So I get that. Of, a part of his life is taken away from him. I so get it. I get that, like, those aspects but of I it. But I would do that for billions of dollars. But, yeah, if, like, millions and, and looking millions. looking hot as fuck. Yeah, if millions of dollars is up there, I'd be like, yeah. okay, I guess I'll go to the gym. But I get you're a human day. just like we are, so you can, it'll, it would suck at a, to a point. Yeah. But then just, like, don't talk about it. I but, don't care. But, yeah, Daniel Craig hates James Bond, so I was shocked to hear he's coming back. Because I thought yeah. it was going to be Tom Hiddleston. I w- could have bet, like, every ounce of my being and I, money. I, I will, I'd hope it's not him. It's either him or Idris Elba. 
Yeah, Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of two. Like, those are the only British actors that are big enough that could be James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I hope it's Idris well, Elba. And then you have everybody talking, like, no, Bond should slash cannot, or not not cannot, but shouldn't be black and shouldn't be gay or shouldn't be a woman. And, like, I, I get that. Like, I get where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I especially get the, like, I get the woman being thing. a woman and being gay. I don't I get the gay get or the men, but I get the woman because... The, the main argument Well, like, for you that... go for Bond. Like, you're there for a, like, debonairish man yeah. who, like, is doing stuff. And that's what you go for, and I get that. And we can make Bond Girl. We've tried it, and it's sort of not worked. And it sort of has in some sorts. But, like, I get... I also get the gay thing, because it's, like, you want him to be that, like... I mean, I guess, like, not womanizer anymore. Yeah, so or at least bisexual. That... At least, like, make him Yeah, well, and, and Daniel Craig and Spectre alludes to being bisexual because mm-hmm. the main the main baddie is it Spectre? Yes. Wait, is it Spectre? You know when they go out to the island and yeah, it is Spectre. I'm pretty sure it's Skyfall. Once. No, it's Skyfall. Where I've he only goes Skyfall Oh, it's once. where he goes to the island and he's all like shaky with his shot, but he's joking and he's faking it. Okay, and he's yeah. trying to shoot the the whiskey glass off of the top of the oh, Bond yeah. girl's head yeah. and then he does it and oh, then, shit. And then the, the, man, the bad guy just shoots her and kills her. That's Skyfall. Well, when he gets tied up, Skyfall. the guy comes up and rubs the inside of his leg mm. in, of Bond's leg and then Bond replies, what makes you think I haven't? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Before, fun. yeah, what makes you think this is my first time? So, I guess, like, I like that. In terms of James Bond, I mean, obviously I'm a woman. I do think they should keep James Bond male. Yes. I think if they did experience with being him bisexual or gay that would be super fun yeah but i think him being a woman i don't know because james bond is written to be a man no well yeah it's just like i think there could be other it's just I don't like know. trying to change i think it's the our character is so identified as that like you I'm, we're it's not just saying our you could doing it for money yeah you totally correct, could and, and it would and it would work yeah i, I think it, you could and it would work and it would be great but it just wouldn't feel like James Bond. I feel like even if thing. he I was just agree. 100% a gay man, I still feel like it just wouldn't. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> I'd yeah. be like, fuck yeah, that's what I want to see. Right. I want to see hot-ass Daniel Craig on some hot-ass Bond guy, and they're just like fucking, and it's awesome. And then he goes and kills people, and they choke, and then I right. just get turned on and jack off in the theater. Right. But I would be like, in the end, I'd still be like, man, that's like not Bond, though. And that's and like okay, keep in mind this is a gay man and a and a bisexual woman saying this like yeah I I think James Bond is written to be a very specific yeah. person go make a gay spy movie go or make go a make a woman girl, spy movie a spy movie which you've done or like and then uh but but the argument that he couldn't be black is like what the fuck <laughs> that's the whole thing it's the race yeah because like the race the, is like because he's not written to be white because that is a very racist thing for you to yeah. even assume right yeah but in terms of i mean if he's gender? like some random ass like i don't know like i mean you can really say anything is like oh i'm like some somebody that's not from england you know yeah which, I mean, England is so diverse that you could get any nationality <laughs> and you could believe that yeah. they were from England. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I love just James Bond movies. Just be from England. I don't care about your nationality. Even as, like, a bisexual woman a and as you as a gay man, like, I still think, and as, I just think I think that, a, bi, a bi bond would be cool. If I you had it, a girl, a girl, a Bond girl and a Bond guy in the same film and you got sexiness yeah. with them, that would be hot. Exactly. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, a James, yeah, exactly. Like, I think... Then also, I guess what 
and irritates me about the whole James Bond being a woman is I think they're literally just doing it to be politically politically correct and for money. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, because I think if you know twenty years ago if they were like, oh, James Bond's gonna be a woman, they were doing it just for themselves to be a woman. It yeah. wasn't what you had to do back then. It would have been really cool. But now if they came out with James Bond as a woman, it's just because they yeah. want money. I mean, or even. Or- or come out with a Bond film that's a woman, but then just like don't stop Bond. making Bond films that are Bond. Because James Bond should be a man, in my opinion, or identify as a man. It should identify as a man. Yeah. And well, because that, that's James Bond, he identifies as a man. Yeah. And he's mostly a debonairish, like, more accepting version of what a womanizer would be. Yeah. I don't know what you would say. It's a lot. Fuck boy. Yeah. Just a. <laughs> That's actually uh, that's actually extremely boy. correct. He likes a fuckboy that a, kills. He is a a a person that identifies as a male and is a fuckboy. So he's a fucking but he fuck is boy. a debonairish fuckboy. So he earns his fuckboy title. Exactly. <laughs> and I think they should make us a, a different movie for and he turns a woman, on James Bond. He turns on women and men and exactly. transgender and side gender. And I don't think there shouldn't or, be like women spies. I think there should be a women spy movie. Like, well, and they've tried a lot, and they just like a. Uh, uh, the Atomic, Blonde. Is... <gasps> yeah. Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Yeah. I haven't seen like, it. Like, they really tried, but it just doesn't stick. And that's just more... Uh, Our society. Uh, well, right society and um, uh, the audiences. But then also, I don't know if Atomic Blonde was good. I never saw it. But that... Uh, I didn't what's see her it name? Either. She's fucking awesome. Which is surprising for both of us to not awesome. see it. Charlize she's Theron. Yeah, she's fucking But cool. Davis and Hiram are two wonderful friends. They saw They're it? engaged. They saw it, and they texted me. They're like, Chenna, she's you. Okay, we should probably see this And I, like, teared up. Then. I was like, I haven't seen it, but oh, okay. okay. We should probably see it then, because she, it looked awesome. And I she likes men didn't. and women in it, which is cool. Oh, yeah. See, exactly. Like, I well, feel I like. Bisexual. Yeah, I feel like, make a fucking bond. Shove Aegis Elba in a fucking bond suit, make him shoot at the fucking screen, and then, like, have a threesome with, a like, a devil's triangle. No, have yeah. a fucking devil's triangle, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, but he's like also into game. the guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Fucking James. Give Bond. me, give me fifty million dollars. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll be the girl. I'll yes. be the Bond. I'll be girl. the Bond girl. I'll be the guy. I'll, I'll be the Bond. Guy. I would like kill the. And then we can just have girl. Boos and Simone in the background. They're like, no. <laughs> They're like, that'd be one. They're just like dollars. intensely licking each other's assholes like, and then looking at the screen. Looking straight at the camera though. <laughs> So the whole time you're seeing this threesome, but in the background, if you look close enough, you see a cat, two cats looking directly at the camera. You're like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Um, so that all being said. Yeah, that all being said. Oh, my sex life. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, I had fun. I had fun. Thanksgiving was fun. Your turn. Okay. My sex life is fucking great. <laughs> we just talked about Bond films for Which is pretty much our sex life. <laughs> all of them but i only remember two of them oh to make about my sex life i was jacking off the entire time i was watching the bond films sick so my sex life let's see jordan and i have been having great sex as always yes Hmm. um we put up the christmas tree that was cute hanukkah bush for now we're celebrating both hanukkah Hanukkah and christmas this year because why not everything's really good right now it's november 30th it's just cold it's just cold but but it hasn't snowed yet but we might be wrong we literally it could walk. We could walk out. It was snow. hailing at the beginning of this episode. We're gonna go walk and get snacks after this episode, yeah, so we could walk out in the snow. Fucking snow. But everything's really good sucks. right now. I'm really excited about our website. Yes. Um, I'm really excited about our Instagram. Please, please, please share with your friends. I'm gonna be thirsty right now. Oh but, yeah, you know, do it. The more you share with the friends, the better it is for me and Corey. Like we've said multiple times, we're doing this podcast because it's 
one night dedicated to just me and Corey hanging out, yeah. which is so hard it's just to like do. Joking. It's like Exactly. Good. It's hard to do nowadays with our Yeah, crazy and I feel like life. like we said this before we started, like in the past six months we've taken another step towards adulthood. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like I mean I guess we did we sort of did sort of establish that when it gets cold we sort of all do our own thing. Hang out maybe once a week, maybe. But it's so nice that yeah. Corey and I have one night a week where it's just me and Corey. Yeah, we're like, fuck. We're going to shoot the shit and, and the like, kids. talk about James Bond being a woman or not for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We're talking we're, about and Harry again, Potter. We are not saying that they could not be and it wouldn't be fun or good. It would be it, great. It would be great. But I just feel like if we're going, if they can only do the resources to come out with a Bond film every three years, like, stick to it being a male because that's what Bond is. Yeah. We're not saying that it couldn't. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think it, like, becomes not Bond and then just make a fun-ass movie with a kick-ass girl. And I think, like, I think... Or gay man or lesbian woman. I don't think it's just me thinking this, but I believe a lot of women would feel the same way if they did force a James Bond character to be a woman. It's just for the money. And that's not the point. Like, feminism and all that. Then that's when you get to the whole, like, the, 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 uh... The studios pandering to that, or pandering to gay people, or pandering like, oh, to feminists. Make a woman. Yeah, that's what I'm like. A well, lesbian uh, woman. Like, like just, just fucking make fucking money. Bond movie. Like, that's the whole quit. thing because it's just not genuine. And I want it's not when genuine. I see a James Bond movie, I want it to be as genuine as a movie can be. <laughs> a genuine female James Bond character will not be called a James Bond movie. That's the whole It'll thing. It'll be a badass motherfucking girl that we all love. Because she it doesn't a need to identify as James Bond. She's her own person. Because yeah. fuck James Bond. Oh my god. <laughs> she doesn't need to identify as the fucking male version of herself. Ah, oh my is, god. This is the part we're leaving in. We transcend. We, we transcend oh, it. I'm like seizing out right now. I'm like had chills over my body. Cause beat that logic, you fucking millennial logic. bitches. Because a feminist James Bond does not have to be James Bond. She is her own person. She doesn't not yeah, she doesn't need to ride the coattails of a male uh <gasps> franchise. Corey! God motherfucking. This is damn one of the most woke things. We are we've, woke. We have literally <laughs> ever said in our clip five years the, of being Clip best this friend, and put it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna like tattoo this as a fucking tramp stamp. <laughs> James Bond women do not need to be James Bond. <laughs> I'm gonna edit this like on set on Sunday and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like in my sober mind. I mean, on Adderall, you're like, what? I'm actually not that drunk anymore. I haven't for like. I'm not either. 30, I'm, I'm not even more. tipsy. I haven't been that way for like 30 minutes. But yeah, that's that's legit. I feel that's legit. Like that, what we just said, we do is, not need you do not need a female James Bond. We just need a badass woman spy character that we all buy into. Because how come James and society Bond, like loves enough where it becomes its own fucking franchise? Exactly. Because how come James Bond is the only spy movie we can appreciate? So I guess our question <laughs> to you guys is: yeah. Anyways, how's your sex? How's your fucking sex life? Sex life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye.